We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. But I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Great review. Subscribe Apple iTunes if you would, please. That would be great. If you want to write a review, you got something nice to say, go ahead and do that. If you don't have anything nice to say, well, email me instead. How about that? I hope that works for everybody. So glad to be back. Uh, the you know it's been uh, it's been a little slow. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe a year ago today, or during this time a year ago, we were still doing a show a week. So you know it's been dead. A little bit of radio silence on the football stuff for spring. Uh, we do have we do have a little bit of that. We got a little bit of everything actually. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll 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 go over everything, and 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 we'll be back, obviously when when more news hits. But it's just been slow. It's been oddly slow. Is it? Yeah, is, we've it, been busy, right? Well, this is the busiest time of the year. Well, for you too, really. You got softball and everything, and I've got uh, six days a week of lacrosse for my oldest. I got two three days a week of t ball, which is. I used to remember T-ball being really fun. And, uh, you know, you do it for a couple years, you know, when you're a new parent and it's great. And then, you know, you have a 14-year-old. Now you got a six-year-old going back to T-ball and it's like, and they extended the length of the games, which is pointless. But it's fun. Like one inning's cool. One inning's cool. You know. Oh, man. And they lowered the age. So it's three to six. Three-year-olds? Three? Year olds? Three? Bro, dude, yes. Yes. So he's at that point there where he's like the oldest, and it's probably like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. agonizing. You know, the only fielding they do is to first. It's the only fielding. So every ball, no matter where it comes, they go to first base. Obviously, kids take one base at a time. You can get outs, but they let them run, which is fine. I mean, I don't see the point of making them go sit yet. Yet. Especially at three years old, I don't even understand it. I mean, you barely get them on the base. It's 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 rough. Anyway, I digress. I digress. So, uh, we are going to get into all of that stuff here, starting with lacrosse. Uh, look, bet online. 
your premier sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Sports Drink. Look, it's that time of year again. All the eyes are on professional basketball in the major league. BetOnline.ag has all of the betting action in professional basketball. The conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make the run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, BetOnline has you covered for all odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up with BetOnline. That's BetOnline.ag. Go there. Sign up today. Locker Room. The Locker Room app. If you haven't downloaded it, try it out. Download it. It's an easy way for us to kind of go live. It's audio only. You can go there. You can follow us. And when we go live, you will get a notification if we decide to do so. I think we might try it out. I think we might try it out today. Who knows? So go there. Just you need an email address and a username. Go there. Sign up. There's plenty of other things too. Plus, you don't have to just listen to us. You can do your own thing there at Locker Room. You, you want to you wanna start your own little thing on Locker Room? Create your own room and... Have a good time. All you need is, uh, is some earbuds and the app, your phone. That's it. Make sure you're fully charged and you're ready to go. Locker room. And partner with Kiss Militia and Sports Drink. Okay, so the 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 Syracuse Orange lacrosse team was kind of our hope a little bit after, you know, when it first started and basketball is a little rough, basketball ends on a high note. Lacrosse goes through its lull. They pick up a big win yesterday after four, uh, losing four of the uh, the last four ACC games before beating UVA 13-11 yesterday on the road. They sit six and four overall, two and three in the conference with what one game left, right? They play Notre Dame again. Yeah, and, they lost the last three, three ACC games, yeah. yeah one earlier look, to Army this year. Okay, you're right. That's right. I said four, didn't I? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it would be three, seeing that their conference record's two and three. So, anyways, it looked it looked bad, especially with the uh, twenty-one to nine loss to UNC, which was the game that Chase Scanlon he's been suspended indefinitely yeah. uh, for some kind of incident after that game. Which, I mean, whatever. Is he going to come back? Yeah, we've had some injuries too. So, yeah, and we've also had big problems ever since the Duke game with you know our face-offs, clearing the ball, stuff like that. And, um, you know, surprisingly, because I know Virginia's got a pretty good face-off guy, but, he, I mean, yesterday, game was yesterday, yeah. Um, well, you got it when it, when they, they're turning it on. We, when we were winning at on. some point. It was like 19-2 to two as far as, like, face-offs and everything like that. So we dominated there. Uh, I still think that we need to improve some places on um, defense, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, some of the problems that we've had, it looks like we've kind of – uh, fixed a little bit, but Virginia definitely made it a, a little close there at the end. So ACC is just tough, though, man. I mean, I mean we were five and four, and we ranked eleventh. I know. Yeah, so. and, and and you know when you look at the when you look at the ACC in the in the rankings, you got UVA, you've got Duke, you've got uh, Notre Dame, you've got UNC, Carolina and Virginia. And, yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. yeah, all ranked. So. Yeah. That's, that's a, not, at one point, all five were in the top ten. 
until yeah. we lost last week. Yeah, so. we're, we were eleventh yesterday heading into that game, right? Yeah, we needed that. Yeah, it was we big. We needed that one. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, keep your eyes on that. What time? When's that game? When's that uh, Notre Dame game? I would ask oh, you that, man. huh? Wouldn't I? Yeah, you would, and I don't know. Sorry. Mm-mm. Well, I know. I know. It's tough. I know when it is. It is May 1st, Saturday. So, 12 p.m. On the road. Okay. So, by the way. I'm playing I think, good on the road. What, what's that? Noon. Yeah. Noon game on ESPNU. Uh, so, they played pretty good on the road. Yeah. So, uh, one more thing before we get into a little bit of football news here. And that would be the turnover of the Syracuse women's basketball team. Yeah. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Obviously, you know, when you look at, what, the 12 since, since, the, uh, since they got ousted from the tournament, you had 12, well, you had some, what, you had... Uh, Tiana left, obviously, to try to go pro. She did not get drafted, but she went undrafted, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then you've got, what, 11 more? No, actually, no. Yeah, she got got undrafted. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she got picked. It was like the day after or two days after. It was was really quick. But anyway, you've got the, you know, your freshman defensive player of the year, uh, Cordosa, right? And Emily. And rookie of the year. Right, yeah. And your sixth, your sixth player of the year. So that left went to transfer portal. You just look at the number and you're like, 12 is a ton. So Q's dipped in there and he's done what he could, but mustered up 10 guards and three forwards. So a little guard heavy, a little guard heavy. They could probably use a center. So I don't know what that looks like, but what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah. What do you think of just that type of turnover? I mean, you know, you look at it and you have to at least speculate a little bit like, okay, what's going on here? Because why would you leave? Why would that, I should say, why would that many players leave? All but two right. of the original teams gone. So right. that many when that many players leave, it raises red flags to me. I'm sorry, it just does. So I don't know if it's the coaching, if it's the school. I don't know if we'll ever know. Obviously, we'll always, you know, it'd always be sugarcoated, but. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. You can't really look at it in one because, I mean, realistically, when we look at it, I mean, the WNBA. I mean, it's nice to get in there professionally, and obviously, you know, you want to play sports professionally. 
but at the same time, you really they don't get great revenue. I don't. I mean, unless you're a real, real superstar. I mean, there's a lot of other professions where you could probably make more money. And so we don't really know the situation as far as well, five of them went to other ACC teams. Well, but I'm saying we had uh, quite a few. I think we had about well, there was three guards that got kind of in trouble near the end of the year, and I think that had a lot. They were suspended yeah, indefinitely, yeah. and they I think that had a lot to do with them uh, leaving. Um, but then I think there was four or five seniors, and you know, it just because of that situation, um, the females they don't really have like a the same type of options that males have as far as like professional basketball based upon, you know, just popularity and revenue. Um, there's plenty of G league options places. Yeah. So, um, so it would be more, uh, believable for lack of a better word that, uh, a female senior in a women's group or in a women's, um, in college women's basketball would transfer to a graduate school for her career, if that makes sense. To get that extra but, year and get that extra because because obviously the options are uh, slim. Whereas right. you, you know, get a chance where you get that extra year because of COVID and you get a chance to go somewhere without sitting out. And if it, it's going to help your career in graduate school and stuff, something that Syracuse didn't have, then uh, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? So I think there's probably most definitely some situations, but again, when you get 12, it's like, but you could come back 11, to Syracuse too. I mean, you, you weren't, you know, you didn't have right, to, but I think more or less sometimes, most times, you know, the transfer portal stuff is, um, I, I can only see players in like lower, lower level schools, you know, like you're in a mid major school. So you want to like throw your name out there. And then if no bigger, bigger schools bite then go back you know if you want to try to play better competition but you know you're playing Syracuse in the ACC so if you transfer out you're most likely going to stay out and uh, I was among the whole time like I know that we, we picked up four players from the transfer portal and I know that we have a, a decent recruiting class coming in um, and I was just kind of along the lines of as long as uh, Cardoza stays and we got the anchor in the middle you know that we'd be able to figure it out and now it's just really really made it kind of nerve-wracking for the next year and you know good luck to Q I, I hope that that all is well you know because because obviously too I mean with everything that's that's going on with um the states and rules as far as COVID stuff and, and all that kind of stuff um you know it's tough I mean that's partly the reason why we don't have a lot of um news as far as spring football goes I mean they're just clamped down to where you know they're not allowing the press and usually they would allow 10 minutes a day and they'd have more press conferences and um so yeah I mean you never know if, if it's a situation where players want to move closer to home and if restrictions or certain rules that are coming up you know I mean they're a private institution in New York who knows what they're talking about so um yeah it's all speculation but I hope that everything's all good and the noses are clean as far as coaching staff goes. Cause I don't want, you know, if it's that's going to be a controversy. perpetual problem. Then it, <laughs> well, that's yeah. because now you're going to have a perpetual problem if you still see all these people leaving every single year. So, yeah, I mean, just the numbers a lot, but anyway, moving no, on. You move, you lose 12 plus Tiana. Yeah. You're, you're basically overhauling your whole roster. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, they always want to act like, Oh, it's no big deal. 
But, um, right. Hillsman did bite back. He was quoted as saying, main reason I'm doing this, this is a press con- from a press conference, main reason I'm doing this today is because you guys are going to lose your mind if I don't. I'm here to do media because I'm tired of doing it at gas station Starbucks in the, in the steakhouse. <laughs> so a little bit, he reached into his inner Bayheim and pulled that one out. Uh, I, I think that's, that's great. You know, whatever, give it to him. Uh, Part of me says give it to him, but part of me says, you know, you, sh- you know, yeah, there's some responsibility to address that, but whatever. Uh, okay. True. Tyrell Richards is going to enter the transfer portal as well for Syracuse football. 54 tackles, 33 solo, 9.5 for a loss, and along with six sacks in that while his time at SU in his career. That is according to Noon's Magician. So, uh, that kind of, it kind of, I remember, you know, he did a lot last year for what, you know, for the role he played. And, you know, you got to fill that void. So, no, he was kind of getting back from injuries and on and off with injuries and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely somebody that obviously helped us and he's definitely got a, a lot of experience, but it could be telling too, because, um, we have had pretty good linebackers, uh, come in the last few years. And, uh, maybe it's just a situation where he kind of sees that he might not get as much, as much playing time as, you know, maybe he wants, or maybe he just didn't fit in with the three, four last year and he wants something different. Um, so yeah, I mean, you remember there was a situation where he didn't know if he was going to play last year and he was one of the last guys that decided to play, but was thinking about it that they, they kind of came back. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it and honestly, it really doesn't surprise me to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. He, really he, he was three years and he played how many games, Joe? Do you know? I was trying to look that up. Uh, I think I got. I it. mean, he's definitely been in some games. I mean, this year, this past year was year where he was set to be like a starter and everything. And I know he was dubbed as coming in from Canada and kind of a freak of nature because he was, you know, like six four, two thirty, just mm-hmm. you know, athletic guy. But he's kind of been marred by injuries, and obviously we've had depth there in the past too. So, and when you look at it, I mean, Mikel Jones, Marlo Wax, Stefan Thomas, Thompson, um, Steve Linton. Uh, we've had some some good some good players come in. I mean, I haven't still haven't heard anything about Lee Pogba and um, his suspension and what's going on with that. But um, yeah, what's up with that? We well, I mean, I don't need to know what he's suspended for, but I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know, and I still haven't heard any news from it. Uh, I do not even know if he is actually on campus or even you know doing the spring football thing. It just hasn't been reported on, and again, you know, the lack of reporting on that is kind of. You know, some some Syracuse outlets, media outlets, have been really kind of slamming them and talking about that. Just the fact that you really don't have anything. Uh, they had a little thing um, where they had the uh, what uh, Sterling Gilbert and Tony White, the two of uh, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. They had you know a little media session or whatever just to speak on some stuff, but they really kind of kept their cars close to the chest. They didn't really speak to, I mean, they spoke about certain players, but they didn't, they weren't specific, you know, they brought up Sean Tucker and how he's been looking good. So, uh, you know, that's a good thing basically because of last year. And we know that Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard are going to have to come back and fight for their position. Plus, you know, the running back Huff that we got coming in 
that I'm excited about. Um, but also talked about the offensive line and how Chris Blake is 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 uh, is really impressing, and he's definitely going to be a part of this offensive line. I'm excited that we're possibly putting could something have together. A, <laughs> Finally, no, I'm just saying we. I mean, we have everybody coming back from that offensive line last yeah. year. Not saying it's great, but now you bring in what six freshmen, you bring in a transfer uh, from Texas, right, Willie Tyler, and then. Um, you have Chris Blake, who probably should have played last year. He transferred from Florida. I mean, he's going to be a guy that steps right in, and it just makes your offensive line better. I uh, expect a better year from uh, Vettorello and um, Bergeron and uh, also um, the senior that surveys him coming back, too. Um, I think he's got a lot to make up in, in, because last year I just don't think he played that well. It's just so funny because he's had no, such great years yeah. and then he's had such bad years. So uh, hopefully that can get put together with the new coach and everything. But, you know, bodies and, and talent shouldn't be uh, an excuse this year like it has last year, the past however many years, you know, injuries and well, and uh, even... just the COVID year stuff and this, you know, you're going to finally oh, yeah, get but even to... before that. We've it's always been like, well, we have an okay offensive line, but like if this one guy gets hurt, then well, this is going to be totally different, though. Like th- right. this, this we don't got a tight end on the line, you know. This is going to be totally different. You, you know, you've got it. You've got a you've got a quarter quarterback race, I guess you could call it, whatever. Right. You know, yeah. there's going to be some competition there, and. You've got, you're going to have depth that running back did not have that last year. It's going to be totally different. I understand yeah, exactly. we're, we're we're losing some some DBs, but you know it's next yeah, man we lost up. Nikeem Johnson, right? But most yeah. of the receivers are coming back. I know they said they said good things about Quilly and uh and um, Tosh Harris, obviously, and um, they even spoke a little bit about. They asked, obviously, the media is going to ask about the quarterback competition, but he really didn't say anything other than. Well, it's spring football. Garrett just got here, and um, and Tommy obviously knows the program, knows the system, knows the players and personnel, and has been here longer. Well, he's going to have less excuses too this year, and you know. It's, oh yeah, but I mean, again, he really didn't say anything other than the fact that like well, he's look, not, he just yeah, got he's here, and obviously yeah. Tommy is going to be ahead of him because of the fact that he knows the players. You know, he has certain. You know, he's been thrown to these receivers for three years plus, and he knows the system was with this offensive coordinator last year. So, um, but he really didn't say too much other than that. But I definitely expect the offense to be better this year for sure. Um, and uh, obviously, like I said, as far as defense goes, um, with that whole defensive line coming back, and um, <clears throat> Tony White, I guess he came out with uh, with a lot of just he was just really, really fired up. And um, he was just saying that last year, you know, it wasn't the defense that he envisioned. It's not what the three four is supposed to do. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, yeah, I know there were some games that we gave up some points, but it was an exciting defense to watch, right? I mean, I know we got three defensive backs that are possibly going to be drafted on Thursday, but um, they didn't really play that much last year, other than Melifuanu and you know our. Young players were all over the place, creating turnovers. Mikel Jones creating turnovers. I mean, really, other than rushing the quarterback as far as pass rush, um, we were pretty good until we basically were just on the field too much because our offense couldn't move. So um, it's definitely going to be exciting, and I definitely wish that there was more media access and more stories um, so we could have more news and more stuff to talk about, which is partly why we haven't been here in two and a half weeks. But 
Here I we mean, are. this is <laughs> this is all the news, by the way. Uh, Tyrell Richards, thirty-one games totaled in um, eight in twenty twenty. Just figured I'd throw that out there since I spent yep. the time to look it up before Joe went on his rant. Uh, anything I'm else, Joe? The time to football look it up. related. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than obviously that, like I just spoke NFL draft. Yes. This week, Thursday. Yes. I know that um, Sean really doesn't care, but uh, it's not that those, I don't no. care about our players that's not it it's that the draft will be on but you know unless the syracuse player is going or the raiders are, are pulling someone out of a hat then i don't really care see and that's my thing is is that it's i'm more excited this year because for like the last what five years four years alton robinson it's been the only one was that is that right yeah it was alton robinson oh, it's, that, it's been like yeah yeah so it's like you rarely get this, you know, you'll get these articles where it's like, well, this guy has had a couple workouts and this and that, and he might go fifth round to under, I know, fifth that's, round to, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's agonizing. Like, and then there's only punters, which again, we do have a punter, Nolan Cooney, who's in there, who they're talking about might get drafted late. But this is the first time in a while where, I mean, they're talking about uh, Melifuanu and Cisco having first round, uh, first day grades. Really? But, yeah, I mean, they have. I think in one they have Cisco as a top five or six safety in the in the um, in the draft, and just Melifuano, all his measurables and everything like that, um, was pretty good. He put up a solid season this year, considering who was missing and and how <laughs> how long they played defense because our offense couldn't stay on the field, like I said before. But um, I would expect Melifuano and Cisco to you know probably not get drafted on Thursday because it's only round one. But uh, Friday is round two and three, and I probably would expect at least one of them, if not both, to come off the board. And uh, I really wouldn't be surprised come Saturday if the other two go. That's probably where Trill's going to get drafted. Um, he's just an athletic freak of nature, and he's going to get drafted based upon that because the team's going to look at him as a project and where can we fit him in. Um, but Melifuanu and, and Cisco probably got a better chance of getting drafted higher i just hope they all get drafted and it's just exciting because we don't sit around for three days and just watch a punter get drafted so yeah absolutely definitely makes it better i mean look i'm into the draft okay i I, my son puts it on it's just that you know like you said first of all there hasn't been a ton of excitement surrounding our guys coming out and and to be honest with you hasn't been a ton of excitement just in general for me because I'm a Raiders fan, and it's, I mean, it's like treading water. I've been treading water since 2003. It's brutal. And after after 17, uh, 18 years, you lose, you lose the enthusiasm. You know, it's like, I need. You're not enthusiastic over the past couple of years with Gruden? And, no. You know, no. I mean, Jacobs looks like a good running back. Yeah, Rocks he's looks great. Looks like he's going to be all right. I mean. Yeah. You don't see yeah. this team getting better? You guys were very competitive last year. Um, last year was brutal with the injuries and the COVID stuff. So, well, I, I don't okay. even, I'm not even going. The injuries were bad last year on the offensive line. for the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They were bad. So, and we've released a lot of guys. And also, we, we had, like, the biggest offensive line in the league, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, you know, big guys fall harder. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what happened. So, I'm just, enthusiasm is not there. 
We'll see. I'm not that total. I'm not like sold on it at all. Right. No. So anyway. All right. Right. Robert Braswell. He gets picked up by Charlotte out of the portal. Woody Newton. This is a big one, kind of, I thought, uh, to Oklahoma State. He's going to be a cowboy, yeah. baby. So um, those two picked up out of the portal. Alan Griffin, he's going to enter the NBA draft. He is expected to sign with an agent. He averaged 13.3 points in 5.8 rebounds a game, shot 36% from behind the arc this past season. He is the sixth player uh, to leave the program uh, after they got uh, beat by Houston in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we talked about Kadari Richmond going to Seton Hall, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Last episode. Okay. So we're still waiting on Q, but what do you think Alan Griffin's chances? This one, I expected maybe Alan was going to stay. I mean, if I had to bet on it, Joe, I would have said, I would have said Alan's going to stay. It's just what it's just like his body language and and things and how he finished the year. I didn't see him transferring again because he had just done it. I didn't expect him to go into the draft because of how he finished. So kind of a shock to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that sneakily, like, I just think because I'm right there with you. But in the back of my mind, like I was thinking about this the other day, like, it probably took him so long because I think he was actually deciding between transfer portal or just going pro. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't think he, w- I guess you're right because I obviously- don't really think that staying was ever staying. Right. Is really is an it, option. I'm a little disappointed by it though, because I'm not like offended by it, but I'm like, I'm kind of like, well, what the hell? I mean, you transferred here for an opportunity, get the opportunity. I don't think for you, for you, you, I don't think that Allen was the best he could have been the last Eight games of the season. Uh, all through yeah, well, ACC tournament, NCAA tournament, he was not good. He was almost right. not even relevant. And well, you you would you would think he would either want to come back for that opportunity. I think hitting the transfer portal is less likely an option than coming back because who wants someone that's just going to you know play musical teams? You know what I'm saying? Although talented, because he's talented, bro. Like it's there. Right. Oh yeah. I think yeah, he definitely is. And the the it's defense just a situation with me, where well, yeah, defense was part of it, and I just don't think he was a great fit with the defense, and which is our personnel. It, it, yeah. Um. That's kind of yeah. I, I guess that's probably. And, and really, realistically, coming into this season, <clears throat> it's it's tough because when you look at it, I mean, he was. It's tough to watch the NCAA tournament, right? And or the ACC tournament, you know, the last end of the year, and see uh, an all well, he wasn't all ACC. Would he get honorable mention? Yeah, he was an honorable mention player for the conference, and you had a guy that barely played minutes in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So I think this was just a situation where, and it tells you again, it speaks to his talent. Absolutely. Because he had he had game winning plays, and he had games where he scored 20 plus points and that's why we won so uh he had some defensive we, game winning plays too but that's what i'm saying yeah yeah with blocks and stuff like yeah. that so uh it's tough because it's in one instance you know people kind of you, you know, they remember you at the end of the year right but it's it's kind of well, what pretty have much you... through through three quarters of the season he over 
overcame what my expectations were with him coming in because I didn't see him starting and I always thought Sadibi was going to be. And then once he got hurt, that was when he had to come in and he got those minutes that he wasn't going to get. So he stepped up early, but then when it got to a point, like he didn't progress like some of the bench players did. And all of a sudden, Jesse Edwards gave us a chance to be a little bit bigger. Robert Braswell gave us a chance to be a little bit bigger with a little bit better defense. Um, and and they progressed and got to a point where they helped us out um, because, you know, they filled the need that Alan Griffin really couldn't couldn't do. But Alan Griffin, what he could do, we didn't really need him to because we had these other guys over here doing it, right? So, again, I think it was a personnel issue, and as the season went on, we needed it less and less because there was other guys that offered different skills and different things that we needed, um, especially on the defensive end uh, and, and as far as rebounding goes that helped our team. So yeah, by the end of the year, you know, you looked at him as like a basic bench player that just started yeah. to see if he got hot. And I, I agree. He, More talented than that though. I think raw, as far as raw talent goes, I just, like yeah. you said, it was not a good fit. 13 points a game. Almost six rebounds a game, thirty six percent from behind the arc. It's pretty solid. It's just, it was just. Yeah, when you look at the numbers, yeah, it's the what have you done for me lately? Right. Kind of look, you know, and he didn't do a lot for Syracuse at the end. So yeah, and he's just at the end, he tried a little bit too hard, I think, to do some things yeah. that like the coach yeah. wanted him to do differently. And it got to the point at the end of the year where you know you hadn't progressed, you hadn't gotten to a point where you're used to doing these things and that the coach needs you to do and now you're out there kind of just trying to figure it out during tournament games and like end of the year like that's not when you figure it out so again it's just got to a point where our personnel in certain areas got a little better and they came in and they helped us more than than what he could and that's not a slight on him it's just you know sometimes it's personnel fit how deep the team goes you know matchups and and just how they play you know, the bad, game, we played 2-3 zone. and Bad shots early in games. Right. So, and yeah. in, in the middle of games. And. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess you looked at it like instead of going to transfer to another school, getting acclimated to a third school in three years, I'm just going to go out there and, you know, I just... Work. I, just work. I wish the best for him. Yeah, he's got to work. Best he I, definitely has to work. Yeah, and do now, the best I can. Be your profession. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I mean, and this isn't, you know, to, I, I hope he proves me wrong, but it's tough for me to even see him in the G League. So, I mean, if it's a situation where he's going to go and he's just going to maximize the time he has to play professional, and even if that's overseas, then so be it. But, I mean, everybody, they get their – it's their their choice, their life, you know. They yeah, absolutely. They chase their dream, and, you know, go for it. And wish him luck, obviously. It yeah, was a absolutely. good. It was a good year of him in Orange. I would have liked to see him another year. I think it would have been really good. I think he could have been really good. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he, he's going to take a gamble, and that gamble is a big one. I think that's a tough one. I think that's a tough one to pull off. But not for anything. Either way, you get in, you don't. It's still exposure. It's you're still the right people are seeing you, and right. and you've hired an agent, and that agent's going to work to put you somewhere if if they can, whether it be. Right. G League, whether it be over Europe, whatever. So, uh, you know, he's going to try father, to go make some money. And his father's an ex NBA coach, or sorry, player. So he's in with all. I mean, he's there's he's going to get opportunities. Just right. put it that way. Right. And um, regardless of 
of anything, you got to look at it like, again, he got honorable mention all ACC, which is, <clears throat> you know, getting honorable mention in whatever is, is pretty impressive. I mean, Buddy Buddy Baham didn't even get honorable mention. And I know, like, what you said is that what, are you, what have you done for me lately and what he looked like at the end of the season. But just like what Beheim said about, you know, if we lose the Buffalo or we lose the Northeastern or we lose the Bryant or this, this, and that, we don't get in the tournament. Yeah. Like, we would not have made the tournament or had the season that we had without Alan Griffin. Without him, especially early. Well, that's what I mean. He was a star. He, he won yeah. games for us. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of what he did for us at the end of the year and in the postseason, he got us. He it, he helped us get there. Without him, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen the postseason. We would have seen NIT. Yep. And we wish him luck. And that's one that, obviously, we'll keep our eyes on. All right, we will take a look at the players that remain for Syracuse basketball heading into next year and the schedule that came out. That should be fun to uh, look at, right, Joe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. But first, before we do that, Bet Online, the title sponsor for Sports Drink and Armchair Media. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on the NBA and the Major League Baseball's in full swing. And the Yankees, they're, you know, we talked about the Raiders. Well, the Yankees are, are doing much better. So, mm-hmm. I pulled off a couple here lately. But uh, Bet Online has all of the betting action. Uh, in the NBA, the conference's races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if you're a baseball 
fan, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every game, every sport, every matchup, BetOnline has you covered on all the odds, real-time updates, and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all of the time. Head over to the website, use your mobile device today, sign up, bring home the game with BetOnline, BetOnline.ag. Canaan sunglasses. Look, the sun is the sun out in Syracuse yet? It's got yeah, right. it's it's got to peek through once in a while. And if it is, you need some Canaan sunglasses. Your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses, lenses, right? For optimal clarity using Japanese optics, Canaan's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canaan sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CanaanCast15 at Canaan.com and receive 15% off on your first pair. That's CanaanCast, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15, Canaan. Clearly better. Thank you, Kane. Okay. All right, Joe. So with Quincy still up in the air, obviously we don't know what that is, but we were, it would have been nice to know something, but I don't know when the, when the cutoff for that is, but no, I mean, a lot of that, which I don't even think we talked about. I mean, with, uh, with what Joe, with what, with Jimmy, did we even talk about Jimmy? Oh, we did not talk about Jimmy. Yes. No. Oh, okay. So look. All right. Thank you. Pump the brakes, Sean. Pump the brakes. See, All you right. were about to make you made fun I of was me. Gonna, and here I, I am know. Saving your I know. Ass. That always happens. That always happens. So okay. thank you, Joe. Okay, hold on. So so you've you've got we knew this was gonna happen. This is like not this is like breaking news, no. Right, we're a little when, late to the. Well, no, 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 no. no. I'm even, say, I'm even saying when it was, when it was breaking news, it really, mm-hmm. it really wasn't breaking news, right? I so think we all assumed it. He's got to sit. He sat out all last year. Didn't get to play a lick of basketball. Obviously, it, you know, obviously it's the easy choice. It's the easy decision. We all expected it. In fact, if it didn't happen, I would have been disappointed. But where does he fit? We'll talk about that. But Joe, is this the most Syracuse team ever? This has got to be the most Syracuse team ever. Absolutely. Right? Has to be. Has to be. Uh, Coach Red, Coach Mack, Coach Beheim, his two sons, uh, Samir Torrance. Yeah. I mean, this is the most Syracuse basketball team of all time. And I don't want to get all... Joe Girard. Oh, oh yeah. Joe Girard. Duh. Yeah. local. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know... You know, Samir being a fan and also Joe a fan, even though Joe a little bit outside there. But, you know, when you – okay, so when you have this hyped up like this, all right, and I'm not hyping it. I'm just saying the hype is going to be there. They'll make – they'll create the hype. It'll be there. Oh, it's going to be there. Yeah. yeah. So you've got the two sons, and we'll talk about that. And and you've got Joe and Samir, and it seems like this team seems – I guess I'm just an optimist, maybe in this aspect. This team seems so put together to me that I—I I mean, if this isn't going to be one of the more exciting teams to watch in recent history, I would be shocked. I really, I really honestly would. 
Yeah. I don't know what Jimmy's going to bring. Jimmy did, you know, he did he did score like 18 against us when the one time that the brothers did face off against one another. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. I mean, he's a good player. 6'8", good player. Right. Um, what do you think, Joe? I always looked at him as a player that would be able to come off the bench for us yes, and, right. and kind of help. Uh, but also an older guy, an experienced guy that if, you know, something's going on, because, again, Benny Williams being a five-star, uh, obviously um, he's coming into play, and obviously he has talent, and he's got better talent than, than Jimmy. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he's a better basketball player than him right now. And uh, hopefully that helps as far as, as getting him ready to go. You know, when you look at teams like this, um, you know if you're a Jimmy Beheim, both coach and son, that, like, you need Benny Williams to be as good as he can possibly be. Right. right. And Cole Swider to figure out as much as he can, as fast as he can, if this team wants to be, Talent, you know. Talented dude, Cole Swider. Really, oh, absolutely. Really. Absolutely. And, and that's realistically how, they, how those two – and obviously this isn't really – this is talking about Quincy not coming back, but how those two get acclimated and how they play is really going to tell us. It's going to be a lot about you know next season. I mean, obviously we need to see what Torrance can do too since he's the only other guard. So hopefully he's a combo guard that can, you know. Um, we need all three guards and, to play, Joe. We need all three guards. I know we need all the guards to play, but we need a guard that, other than Joe Girard, that can bring the ball up. And, and you know, he's labeled the combo guard, so hopefully he can come in and he can be the guy – they um, can come in and, and the other guy, whether it's Buddy or Joe, can scoot over to shooting guard and then we can figure it out. But, um, yeah, Benny Williams and Cole Swider are going to be the main guys. Uh, that does not mean that Jimmy's not going to start early or that he's not going to get some minutes. Um, and obviously, him being his son, he's going to get minutes. Um, but where really it gets tricky is if Quincy does come back. Okay, well, that's where and I'm that's, going. That's where I'm going. Okay, so uh, Jimmy's going to take number two. He was number three at Cornell. He's going to take number two. Just if anybody's wondering, he doesn't want to bring. Th- he doesn't want to fill the three shoes. So, I don't All know right. if you saw that. But it was an interview with Donna Detota. By the way, it, th- guess what I found out? Guess what? Little tidbit here that I'm going to throw out here before I forget to mention it. If you're ever, if you ever are perusing through Syracuse.com and you're not a subscriber and paying for it, right? And you're there's something that you really want to see. If you Google that headline, MSN. MSN has those unlocked. So I have found them numerous times. Let me just throw that out there. Do you understand what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. You don't care. You're so boring sometimes. Golly. Day. Wake up. Okay. Sorry, so, dude. all right. Roster with Q. Joe, buddy, Benny. Who do you see? I mean, what do you think? Quincy or Swider? Sadibi. Okay, because that's where the battle's at, right? So, I mean, some could say, well, the battle could be with Joe and Samir, too, and that's quite possible. But the the main battle, if Quincy does come back, is between him and Cole Swider. And honestly, with the way, I don't know, I'm going to let you go first. I would not be surprised to see Quincy early and then Swider take that spot over if Quincy does come back. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if Quincy comes back, he's probably, I mean, if I'm Quincy, I want to know I'm starting. And, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, I just, I feel like Jimmy coming to Syracuse kind of, I mean, I'm I'm expecting expecting Quincy to leave. 
Yeah, I think Jimmy. And I know Cummings, he hasn't technically done it. Right. But for you know the purpose of your question, uh, then yeah, I think that um, that Quincy would end up starting. Um, I don't know who would start between Benny or Cole, but uh, I just feel like you know looking at some stuff and I mean Benny Williams, he might, he might be better than. Uh, it's it's hard to say. He's got he's so he's so talented. And Cole Swider giving us a six nine down there that can shoot threes. Um, it would just be very difficult to make all four of those forwards happy. Oh, just the I, way that, I know. Just the way that Beheim, you know, the way he coaches. Yeah, you're going to be way heavy there. Jimmy won't get hardly any minutes, in my opinion. I mean, foul trouble situations, I mean, things like that, you know. But like you said, I mean, I would be surprised at this point if Quincy comes back too. And we'll, we'll see, but... Th- you know, like with the same thing I said about Alan Griffin, the way Quincy finished the year just wasn't that impressive to me. I mean, he, he was missing a lot of close stuff, and he just didn't finish the year the way I expected him to, especially right. since he got the minutes he got. And he seemed perfectly healthy. year before, you know, he's got the groin injury, and we all see, you know, the difference to this year. But at the end of the day, Quincy missed some easy stuff, man, a lot of times. But And sometimes it'd be hot. Well, and that's the thing is, is that, I mean, it was more or less for him, especially in the postseason, it was like a tale of two halves. It was like he would play bad in the first half, and then he would get fired up by somebody, and then he would, you know, start making plays. So um, to me personally, I mean, I think he's right there in the middle. I think that uh, based upon – talent and i mean i think he's got a better shot than allen as far as making the professional level or anything like that at least for right now um they both have a lot of potential and so they're they'll both get attention and they'll both get their chances uh but i saw so many and again this is just the difference between today's game and and back when we grew up watching these players right i mean now you can you know you get a transfer a guaranteed transfer without even sitting out every single year. Right. And, um, you don't sit here and you don't watch these players just grow and, and develop and get better. And, um, I mean, it was obvious, uh, a player like Alan Griffin and a player like Quincy 15, 20 years ago. Um, and even older than longer than that, 25 years ago with us growing up, like, um, they're staying because they don't have that NBA game. But nowadays kids go because you can, you can become a millionaire overseas if you play your cards right. So, yeah, and you, you know that's fine. I and, and that's why I ha- that's why I hate this the one year rule thing. I mean, if the kids can go, let them go. Yeah. I, I don't care where they go. It doesn't hurt anybody. They're they can make their own decisions. Who who is the NBA or the NCAA to say? You know, you can't make this decision. You have to go to one year of college. Like, it, w- it would eliminate a lot of issues if you just do, you know, let the automatic transfers happen and and with the one-time, right? right. One-time transfer rule. Let it happen immediately, eligible. And let these kids go from high school. The, how many, I mean, I get it that it could create some issues, but it won't affect the NCAA. I mean, how does it affect the NCAA? 
All they really care about is their pockets. So I know. I mean, they're going to get the money. Whatever they think in their head, they're going to do, right? Right, and they're going to get the money no matter what. So We know the kids' kids best interest ain't the first in mind. So um, there's really no rhyme or reason. All I know is that it's a different college basketball game than it was 20, 30 years ago. And I just – I used to enjoy seeing, uh, you know, uh, a recruit. And I guess this kind of goes to your argument, right? Because I always get pumped up about recruiting. And you're like, yeah, let's – Let's see what he does when he gets here. Let's see if he gets here, right? Like, let's 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 not get all crazy about you know a good recruit a year before he's even going to be here, right? Right. Um, and like just now more than ever, it's like you can't even like look at a guy and be like, oh man, I wonder what he's going to be like in two or three years. It's just being in the system and getting his body right. You know what I mean? Like you can't even look forward to a team growing together because you know half of them are going to transfer, half of them are going to go pro. And, and that's you just know. it. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. So if they can go out of high school, let them go. We've had this discussion on here numerous times. 100%, and, yeah. And, and if we it, don't, I don't want uh, – I mean, not sit here like me personally, but you know what I mean. Most, I think, fans are like this. I mean, even talking to your brother, who's a Duke fan, and the way that everything's going, like and the way that things have been you know, recently here where it's just – like a revolving door of just players come in and they either transfer or they go straight pro. And then you got to worry about a whole recruiting class coming in at five stars to figure it out again. Right. All right. Let's, let's see. We got someone in the locker room here. Howard, go ahead, man. What do you think? You let you letting kids straight out of high school go to the NBA or what? Honestly, I think it was kind of, uh, the thing is, I think it was, it was because of, from what everybody says, it was because of a dude that was actually supposed to be drafted, that was actually supposedly a better player before, before LeBron James. That's the story that they say that they want kids to at least get a year worth of. I guess it's the whole development thing because, believe it or not, have, quick question. Have y'all ever heard of this theory where basically your most athletic year is potentially your age 19 year? I mean, you know. Yeah. For some people, they say your most athletic years are age 19 years. So it's like they just want kids to develop. They don't want people being too young and then having to basically – they don't want having kids in the NBA. But regardless, you're going to have kids in the NBA because the one-and-done rule. And Coach, coach um, John Calipari. But the whole thing about the NBA – the whole thing about the NBA withholding kids in college for one year is – basically going to make like that whole one and done thing is now a stone age thing like now you have people going to australia like lonzo ball i mean lamella ball and rj hampton so the one and done rule is literally just now it's a dinosaur age thing like right nobody's doing that anymore nobody wants to wait a year they want to get paid now like they're they see basketball as a craft like they see it as a job they want to get paid right now not wait a full year then get paid and then if and then basically it's kind of like um you remember Kwame Brown yep so everybody around because I'm from the area that Kwame Brown lived like there were players huh where's he from He's actually from Brunswick, Georgia. Okay. So the thing is, is that Kwame Brown was not that good. There was a guy from my hometown in Jessup that was actually eons better than Kwame Brown. And he shut him down. Like, he literally shut Kwame Brown down. 
everybody was saying, well, Kwame Brown should go to college, you know what I'm saying, develop his game, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, if Kwame Brown goes to college, he doesn't get that NBA contract, and he basically gets exposed in college. So there's upside and downside to to everything, but... Well, yeah, but at the end of the day, though, it's up to the kid and his parents and and not the NBA or the NCAA, in my opinion. And the financial situation that the kid is, because a lot of these kids are basically trying to get that contract to help out their families and support their families. Right, exactly. And they should. Howard, I've I've heard that too, because, uh, you know, males, it takes them a little bit longer to. Um, mature and there's a lot of growth spurts like you said when a lot of I mean I think Scotty Pippen had a five or six inch growth spurt in college um, to get him to six seven I think he was six three when he went to central Arkansas so um, that does happen um, but I do agree with Sean in in, in kind of where you're coming from where uh, if you want to go then you can go and if you dominate high school like like you said with Kwame Brown like he did um, why not go and take advantage of, of kind of the limelight and the spotlight that you're in? Because if he goes to college and he gets injured, he gets exposed by other centers. Like you said, he might have to wait a couple of years before he goes and gets that number one pick. Um, and, and another thing, too, to me personally, is I think the NCAA is kind of irresponsible for this because, again, to Howard's point, kids now are going overseas instead of even going to college for one year. So I think it's kind of irresponsible to have to force some of these kids to go to an Australia or to go to some of these other countries just to have to maybe make some money and, and, and play a game that they like just for one year just to go to the NBA. So I think that they should be able to make it available for them to, you know, work on their craft without having to go into college and allow them to make a little bit of money and get drafted. Howard, uh, thanks a lot, buddy. Hit us, follow us, and, and hit us back up again sometime. All right. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. All right, top fan on Facebook. That's right, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Doing Look, well. so we were talking about first of all. Your thoughts on the one and done rule? Should these kids be with? I don't. I got Syracuse stuff to talk about with you. So, uh, what do you think about the one and done stuff? Um, I mean, I think it's just the players kind of whatever they want to do. Honestly, you think um, it should be up? It I'm, should be up to them. They want to go to high school. They want to take the gamble. They've talked yeah. about it with their family and an agent or whatever. They should be able to do what they what they want to do. Absolutely, I think uh, we wouldn't have the game without the players. So. Yeah, and it, it, do. it's less convoluted inside the NCAA too. When you've got players that have to play a year before they can go pro, you, you, yeah, you know, um, and I just think, yeah, especially when they don't want to be there, it's exactly, and it's less, and it's less, you know, it's just less BS. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, all right, hey, look, have you? You're up to date on the news, I assume, right, Jesse? Uh, what's the news? Well, we, we, <laughs> we haven't been live the whole time. So just, just the fact that the, the as it sits right now, we're still waiting on Quincy to make his decision. But with Jimmy coming in and uh, Samir Torrance and Cole Swider transferring, uh, what do you think about that? What do you look? What, I know you are a huge Kadari fan. You, you, you actually were one of the guys that uh, was... Um, really pushing you well well let's put it this way let's put it this way 
you, I think, were one of the first ones that I heard that said he was going to transfer. And Joe and I were like, no, nah, you're not going to transfer. It's not going to happen. I, I kind of had a feeling very, very early in the season that that was going to happen. Yeah, you were. And the more I watched, the more I, it just looked that way. Right. So what do you think was about. Was that a body language thing? Or, I mean, what, what gave you that just because he wasn't starting in, in the minutes? Um, A little bit that. A little bit. I live in Kentucky, so I, I live in Lexington, so I watch the Wildcats play a lot too. So okay. I'm kind of just used to knowing what good players want to do. And then also, why would he stay? Because he is like NBA caliber talent, and he's playing behind somebody that literally the best thing that Joe did was shoot threes, I guess. Or that's what most people think that he does well. And he shot the same percentage as Kadari on the year. They both shot thirty-three percent. So yeah, Kadari's um, Kadari's three pointers were definitely getting better near the end of the year, for sure. They were, and honestly, too, like if you're shooting that kind of low of a percentage, Kadari shot, I think maybe fifteen twenty threes on the whole year. Yep. And I would rather have just a lower amount of threes than you know just chucking them up every game. Um, yep. That's just. What I, uh, well, I mean, we're with you there. There's plenty of criticism. Well, that's that. what got yeah. Joe on the bench too, real fast. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. But I understand where you're coming from. I do. Me too. So, so with, with that said, though, how do you feel about what has been picked up? You know, Samir Torrance at the guard spot now, and with Jimmy coming in, Q, like I said, is up in the air. But you've got Benny Williams coming in. What do you think? How do you think this roster looks heading into next season? I like the whole roster except for the point guard position. Um, <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that I dislike Joe. I was pulling just as hard for Joe his freshman year because I could not stand uh, Jalen Carey. I was pulling for Joe his freshman year, but and that's the point guard that we needed that year. But when we get Kadari, he's just much better, and he actually is a point guard, not a shooting guard. So we don't have a true point guard other than maybe Samir Torrance. I haven't really watched him that much. But um, I just I don't think that he has the length that Kadari had. I don't think that he has the playmaking ability, the passing, um, just the vision, that kind of stuff, the defense especially. Um, it's like we're, we have a bench point guard right now and a backup shooting guard, but we don't have that starting caliber point guard, but the rest of the roster, I like. I like Jimmy Beheim. Yeah, Jimmy Beheim coming in. Um, I like Quincy coming back if he does. Uh, I kind of like everybody, really. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be good, man. I really do. We, Joe and I, were just talking earlier about Quincy and with Quincy. No, I think you're going to be better everywhere, but point guard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, dude, I don't know. That's it depends. Well, I mean, Jesse will be better, and you get Sadibi, who if he can come back healthy, so you have that position that's better. And I think that just based upon Benny William, even if uh, Quincy doesn't come back, just based upon Jimmy Beheim and and Benny Williams and Cole Swider's size, I think that gives us um, kind of a better forward situation as well. Uh, and Buddy's going to be Buddy, and then it just comes down to, again, Joe being the point guard, and now Samir Torrance, who's labeled a, point, a combo guard, but, um, you know, we don't have Marek to bring the ball up <clears throat> if Joe can't. So Samir Torrance definitely has to be able to be that, that point guard that can come in and kind of just run the show. Yeah, and, and you agree. know, you, you heard uh, Mike McAllister, I believe, I believe it was Mike McAllister, said that he could give – 
he could give Joe uh, a run for that spot too. So you know, again, we well we saw what Joe did when there was someone nipping on his heels last year, and hopefully. The sophomore slump is over. Heading into his junior year, and hopefully, you know, he can show us some maturity on that end. Uh, you know, he got a little better towards the end of the year. I think he was good in both the tournaments. He was all right. Uh, but, but you're right, man. Kadari was just. I mean, him and the way he progressed was excellent. Obviously, if Buddy, if Buddy picks up where he left off, you you kind of expect that to happen, but you never know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So yeah. Well, I mean, to I what we'll Jesse was team. saying. It's like when you look at our history of the point guards and like, I don't even know the last 10 or whatever it's, can we get a point guard? Because I mean, again, like he says, Jalen Carey, not a huge fan favorite. People really didn't like who was before that Frank Howard, not really a fan favorite. People really didn't like him. Um, then we had what Benajay and Cooney trying to figure it out. Um, I mean, we haven't had a true point guard since I think Michael Carter Williams. And uh, we finally had one that was very similar to him and probably better as far as playmaking ability and taking the ball to the hole. And then we just lost him. And now we get to watch him run the show at Seton Hall next year. And it's going to be awful. <laughs> right. I will say on our defense, too, the best thing that we can get with the guard position is length. Um, if oh, yeah. you look at Michael Benajay, 6'7", you look at um, Kadari, obviously, was 6'5". Frank Howard kind of really was good his junior year and then he got hurt his senior year and uh the whole marijuana thing going into the tournament kind of screwed us yeah. i think we yeah, had and he, that he, year but. he he came on his best game he played was right going into that tournament was the that last game, game. Yeah, yeah, into it. game. Yeah. yeah he just went off yeah and it like yeah, came... and he always had the length to play that top of that two three zone very very well he did. We were great sort of Benajay Cooney, Could, but it was more to me just a true point guard. I mean, I thought Howard had the potential to be really good, and I just think his body language didn't impress me, man, throughout the years. That's all. He was a little chippy, which I liked. I liked the chippiness, but but to other players, not like on the bench. <laughs> you know, not on your I own. didn't think he was like good, but I thought he was good enough in that position, and that's kind of what I'm worried about with Joe, just because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, more than anybody probably. And, well, and, and we'll see. We'll see what Samir can yeah, do. We'll see. Yeah. So, all right, Jesse. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm good. Did, did you t- did you did you take a look at the schedule real quick? Because we're about to talk about that. Yeah. I'm gonna I give you first not. crack at it. Did you get a look at it? I did not. Okay. All right. Um, well. With that said, Joe, we're going to play Boston College twice, Duke twice, Florida State twice, Miami twice, Pittsburgh twice, Wake Forest twice, and that's just the regular season. So Bring it on. <laughs> non-conference is crazy. Though. The non-conference is a little brutal. Um, now, we do get a home game with the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, they still haven't announced the team, but at least that's home. Uh, got a game against Georgetown at Georgetown, uh, Villanova at Madison Square Garden, and... That battle for the Atlantis tournament, boy. Did you see Ari- the field? Arizona State, Auburn, 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 uh, Loyola, Chicago, Michigan State, Connecticut, Virginia, VCU, and Baylor. It's so, going to yeah. be a fun season. Not, to watch. not Virginia and VCU, by the way. VCU. Not Virginia, yes. <laughs> right, right. But you look at that, you had six, I think six out of the eight teams made the tournament. I think Arizona State and Auburn were the only ones who didn't. And that's not just like a one-and-done tournament. That's a three-day t- – I mean, that's we're going to be playing three of those teams. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, that's going to help in our conference. We just can't lose them all. In the in the off season, I look at well. You remember the last time? If you guys remember the last time we went to New York City, right? It was not good. No. So, uh, you know, this is an opportunity. I think in, it, to look at in the off season and say, you know, we could get ranked early. You know, I mean, well, they well, might be, they pre-season might be preseason ranked. ranked. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, st- how about stay ranked? Because they could go into this and and come out decent, or they can come go into this and come out zero and three, and then Villanova. That's you know, mm-hmm. uh, Cole Swider gets his reunion. Yeah, which is you know, I don't know if that's always a good thing or not either. So, with that said, the Georgetown game on the road. How do you guys feel about the the? You know the road home games uh, alternating with Georgetown. Gotta have it. Gotta have it, or don't gotta have it. I think we're gonna come out playing pretty well at the beginning of the season. I mean, we're returning a lot of our players. I know a lot left, but we still. Um, I mean, we're still gonna have some experience there, so that's gonna be good. Duke getting. Uh, they got a top three recruiting class coming in. So Mark Williams is coming back, who's a huge problem. That guy's a huge problem. Literally. So, yeah. So he's a freaking tower. So, anyways. Um, all right, Jesse. I appreciate you, buddy. Take care, man. Hey, and and, and uh, if we're ever on here, hit us up. It's good yeah, having we'll you. Do. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. So, Joe, anything on this schedule for you that that um, besides the besides the preseason stuff, um, what do you think? No, I was just looking at this non-conference slate compared to what has been obviously last year, you know, a COVID non-conference that was kind of weak, but even prior to this, you know, what do we have? Like, like you said, we went to Madison square garden and played like Oregon and somebody or, you know, um, this is three days of you're playing really good competition on top of a Georgetown on top of a Villanova on a neutral core Georgetown's in a way. Um, I mean, you're talking about just neutral or neutral um, quadrant one games all over the place. The battle for the Atlantis is going to be neutral. Um, Madison square garden neutral. Obviously we get the home game against the big 10 ACC challenge. So whoever that is um, probably going to be close to a quadrant one. So, um, you're talking about a, a pretty good non-conference schedule. So as long as we don't just lose every single one of those games, then um, it's just it's going to be helpful for our chances to uh, get in the tournament. And I know that you read off some of those, but I mean, BC, Pitt, uh, I don't know how good those teams are going to be. They lost a lot of the really good players. Um, Wake Forest, kind of the same thing. Uh, Miami, kind of the same thing. So as much as you said what Duke and – who the two really two Duke and Florida State we played twice. Really not too afraid of a lot of the other teams that you named off that we played twice. So yeah, Boston College, um, Duke, Florida State, Miami, Pitt and Wake. Yeah, so I mean playing Pitt, Wake, Miami, and BC two times really isn't a a bad situation. It's just the whole Duke Florida State thing. Uh hopefully we can get um some of those Duke Florida State games. Hopefully, it's uh, more earlier in the season. At least a couple of them. Well, um, the two two of them. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me just look at. This. I don't even know. They probably don't have the dates to it yet. Do they? No, they don't have the dates, but I believe it's in order because they got Georgetown at the top over here on the road game. So I assume it goes in order of, you know, when they'd be played. I'm just assuming that. But if I do assume that, Florida Duke would be our third home game. Florida State would be our fourth, and then. Okay. 
Duke would be our third road game, and Florida State would be our fourth. So they swap spots on the road. If that's how it, if that's how it goes, which I assume that's how yeah. they would do it. So. Well, I mean, I don't think. I mean, either way, when it comes to our conference slate, uh, I don't think that. Yeah, I mean, even this past year, people are like the ACC was was down, but I mean, you weren't going to get um, negative points for playing in a down ACC. You know, it's a Power Five conference, and pretty much everybody that's looked at in these conferences um, play tough conference schedules. So um, the non-conference schedule is really, to me, more or less what's more important: um, tough games and got to be able to win some of those. Now, we lose all those six, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's, yeah, obviously. But, you know, we'll see. I don't, and they're all losable. They're all, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what worries me about it. You got to start the season like that. Yeah, so, but we'll you see. can't but, say that we don't have quadrant one opportunities. Right, and also. They're not going to be at home. You can't but, say you got some cushy non-conference schedule either, which. Right. Is, You're not going to strength the schedule will be good. Your strength schedule is going to be up there. And as long as you kind of get stuff together, get close to 500 in the conference and um, play good near the end of the year, win it, a couple games in that conference tournament, and we should we should be all right. It's a, and it's a long season after that. So there's plenty of time. No, absolutely. So anyways. All right. With that said, uh, I think that does it for us. Um, right, Joe? Yeah, and when news comes back, we will be here to deliver it, and hopefully that we get some good spring football stuff coming up soon, because it's a freaking mystery right now, but we'll wait for that. Hopefully we get some of that no, soon. It's so Sitting here watching somebody, I mean, my buddy at work, uh, North Carolina, they had their spring game, he went to it. On Saturday, yesterday, um, probably pretty rainy, but nonetheless, they still played. You know, I'm watching uh, ESPN Plus and, and seeing all these other yeah, Big 12 and SEC spring games, and they're actually having legit games with, with fans and ACC networks, I think, airing something like seven or nine spring games out of the ACC this year, and, and we're not one of them. And we can't even get a new a, a interview or, you know, just some some news or a story. Everything is closed, and um, it's just really, really frustrating. I don't even know. I know they've done some scrimmages, but you know, you don't you don't get anything from it. And I remember before COVID, you know, they always we always got. I remember streaming our spring game on ESPN Network down in North Carolina, so I could watch it, obviously. Um, and they just haven't done that in the past two or three years. And uh, I think two years ago it was because of injuries. Last year it was because of COVID, and this year still because of COVID. And they have a trash governor. Is it so, though? Is it though? I mean, come I mean, on. Well, we can say COVID politics, whatever. Their governor's trash, and um, I hope that that doesn't have. And you know, I hope that's not what's. Did you take a Did you take a look at Talladega today by any chance? Um, I did not, but I'm sure it was probably packed. Full. Packed. Yeah, UFC last UFC last night was in Jacksonville and it was 100 percent packed. Packed. Let's go. Packed. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I hear you. Yeah, New, sadly, that's a whole other show. The states that we're from, yes, and sadly the state that we're from is probably going to be one of the last um, to make this. He's the leader. He's the leader on that side with those with those. Yeah, well, yeah. Roy Cooper said uh, June first, the mask mandates are gone. So we'll see how that goes. Holly but, freaking Luya. By the way, I don't wear one anyway. But I, whatever. I wear one at work. 
This is it. This, it. Is, this is late in the show, so you know whatever. I wear it at work. Yep. If I'm wearing work gear, I wear it. Okay. Uh, I shopped on Friday at Wegmans. I shopped today at Wegmans. I didn't wear. I don't wear it anywhere. I wear it. I wear it at work. That's it. That's it. No Dude, one has ever too. said anything to me. No one's said no. anything to me. Bro, I've I've walked in and I've seen people see me and then pull their mask down. Like they don't want to be the first one <laughs> yeah, to do it, right? but it's yeah. like, oh, there's yeah. one. Once you, right. yeah, and it's like, yeah, okay. I it's, wear one at work so I don't get fired. It's like when you're both like my paycheck, you, exactly. And you know, even outside of work, if I'm wearing my my hat or my my uh, my golf shirt, then I am most certainly following the rules because I'm representing the company, but. You know, it's like boating. It's like boating, right? You go into the, you go into the, you're on the, you're on the river or you're in the bay on the boat and, you know, you see a boater and you wave, you go to, you go to Wegmans and you see a, a mask, another maskless person there. You're like, Hey, what's up, man? So anyway, uh, it's nice to see your face. <laughs> it's nice doing? to see your face. Didn't know you had teeth. So, uh, that's it for us. Uh, we will uh, be back here as soon as the news comes back. We will be back. Look, thank you, Kane and Sunglasses. Thank you to uh, Sports Drink. Thank you to Bet Online. Thank you to Locker Room App. That was fun. We'll yeah, do it again. It was good. Thank you, Jesse Howard. Jesse and Howard, thank you guys. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.